0: Are your kitchen and bathroom way overdue for a remodel? Well, I got the guy for you. Call John Sellers at First Response Contracting, 484-256-7136. Both residential and commercial services, and he's licensed and insured. Call him at 484-256-7136, First Response Contracting. Hello, this is Brad Wiseman. You're listening to Real Estate and You. We've got a guest here for you, like we always do, a good real estate guest here, coming straight from Sarasota, Florida. He was in Washington. He was in uh, Buffalo. God, he came from snow and went to Florida. What a smart guy he is. His name is Tom Zeb. We're going to bring him on right now, and he's going to talk to us a little bit about getting your investment game together. And uh, Tom, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Brad. Good to see you. Good to see you, too, man. So the thing that's funny when you were telling me before we started recording, you went from Buffalo to Florida or was it D.C. to Florida?
1: Buffalo, D.C., Florida. I've been working my way south. Working your way south.
0: That's pretty (laughs) funny. That's pretty funny because, you know, the difference between Buffalo and Florida is a world of difference. I mean, you're you're talking two to three feet of snow at a time, um, probably even more than that. Whereas in Florida, you know, you got hurricanes and stuff, but you're never seeing the white stuff down there.
1: No, no. I'll tell you though, Sarasota feels like feels like Buffalo. I guess say Buffalo on the beach. Buffalo is on the water, but it feels like Buffalo in warm weather. There's a lot of Buffalonians down here. I feel like I'm home.
0: Oh, that's awesome! Very cool. So you you came to my attention here. You um, I I get a lot of requests to be on the show now, which is great, and I'm I feel uh, very uh, blessed to have that. But the thing that stood out was the first sentence of the first line of your bio, and it said that a near-death experience while whitewater rafting pushed you to find a new way to break free of your 9-to-5 job. What a wake-up call, but you had to get, like, what, hit by a rock underneath the water to get this wake-up call? Tell me what happened there.
1: Well, I've got a really hard head, so it takes a (laughs) lot to finally, uh, you know, get get through to me. It was was an awakening, all right, maybe a rude awakening, but I— here's what happened in a nutshell. I I had, I was a few years out of college. This is 2001. I had, I had a day job that I was starting to get sick and tired of, you know, the commute was bad. The, you get tired of taking orders from the boss and the, you know, the colleagues are all over the map and no matter how hard you work or how little you work, you're making the same amount of money. So the whole thing starts to feel kind of pointless after a while. And I, I wanted something different, but I didn't know how. Uh, Then I was a, exceptionally fiscally irresponsible. And I had worked myself into a massive financial hole of about 113 grand in debt. Wow. You know, college debt and revolving credit debt and just, you know, spending far more than I had, which is, I guess that's the American dream. Uh, yeah. At least that's what they tell you, right? Yeah, exactly. I you, you should I actually be able to fund it. So I did the only logical thing. I, I ignored it all and, and pure escapism. I went on a giant adventure trip with my buddies to India, Wow. And, uh, you know, as one does, and we went whitewater rafting. And it was great fun because I was away from all my problems, away from all my debt, felt like I didn't have a care in the world. I mean, all that stuff was kind of waiting for me in the background. But then uh, uh, we went through a, a very difficult class five rapid, uh, and I couldn't quite stay on the boat, couldn't stay on the raft. And, I got <laughs> and isn't that the on idea? The side, and I found
0: myself. Oh, man. So
1: you actually yeah, went there, off the yeah. side. I sort of gone, I wow. Went over the side, down in the middle. Wow.
0: So what was your first thought when you Uh, hit the water?
1: Oh, crap. (laughs) You know, that wasn't good. (laughs) I remembered every last second of it. And I slowly, um, you know, I was trying not to lose the oar I had. I was trying not to lose the shoe I had on. That was my buddy's shoe. And uh, And then I was starting to go, you know, hey, I really need to breathe. Yeah, you know, Breathing would be a really nice thing. Right it's very important. There. Yeah. But those, those small details. Yeah. Uh, and instead of getting kind of nervous and scared, I started getting angry because suddenly I realized what I had done. All I was doing was escaping from, uh, you know, the, the daily hell that I didn't like, but it wasn't making things any better. It was just getting worse. And so I swore to myself that I, said, I get out of this. Things are going to be different. I'm going to come to the surface and I'm going to change my life and I'm going to make things better. And I'm going I'm to pay off all this debt. But the crazy thing was, I couldn't figure out how. I mean, what was I going to do? Yeah. I I got out of the water. I got back home. I had no more vacation time left. I was now 113 grand in debt still, plus the cost of the trip. So even deeper. And I had no clue what to do.
0: Yeah. Now, were you doing real estate at all um, or any investments at all when you were in debt? Nope. Didn't even own my own house. I I was an apartment dweller. Wow. Amazing. So tell me this. So you get done with that. And then it says here, you, you had mentioned here that the first deal that you did almost took you under. So you 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 had this sinking effect in the first part of your career here.
1: All I ever did was drown at the beginning, uh, you know, financially, realistically, metaphorically, it didn't matter. I was always drowning. Yeah. Um, I, I bought a six unit building because I had read a uh, I, I didn't own anything, didn't own my own apartment, but when I, A friend of mine had handed me a copy of Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
0: Which oh, is I love that book. book. Great book. Yep.
1: It's awesome. it's awesome, except it doesn't give you any how-to. It just tells you what. Right. And so I understood. I had the same frustrations I had when I was drowning, but now they were answered. Just buy real estate. All right, fantastic. So having nothing but that book, I went out and bought a six-unit building in New York City. Landlord-friendly New York City. Oh, my what gosh. Was, what could possibly go wrong?
0: Oh, Everything. <laughs> Yeah. So a six unit New York City is a definitely if you you talk about jumping right in, that's jumping right in because there is a lot that goes on in New York City.
1: Yeah. These days I would call that kind of jumping in colossally stupid. And I was definitely (laughs) colossally stupid uh, back then. Uh, And what wound up happening was I had six very professional tenants, uh, professional meaning they knew how to game the system, play the system and live in my place without paying a penny because uh, I guess my due diligence wasn't very good. Maybe right. it wasn't really, any. I was just so desperate to have a deal. Uh, and uh, th- now I was drowning again, this time uh, it, uh, having to pay a mortgage on a property that uh, I really couldn't afford. Uh, but you know, back then they were giving anybody mortgages. Yes. And I was one of those anybody's I, you know, I can't imagine why things melted down in two thousand
0: eight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I'm a whole shy. different show. Whole different show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amazing. So you go from that. So what? What made you learn? What? What did 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 you have an epiphany? Did all of a sudden you read another book and that made it happen? I mean, how did you get from the the failing six unit New York City to the next step of being now successful or starting to feel successful?
1: Well, when I was falling behind on it, I had I had I bought the bought the deal with my sister, and so my sister and I were partners on it. And one of the tenants took my sister's head and smacked it into the wall. Oh, when wow. she was trying to collect some rent at oh, which wow. point I said, yeah, you know what, Tracy, we're done. Let's just, let's just walk away and leave this. We must've screwed something up. So I'm like, well, you know, what did we mess up so bad? So meanwhile, during all that time when we're falling, we're going into pre-foreclosure on this, right? We're not paying it. Everything's a mess. Uh, I found my local real estate investors association and I walked into a room full of people actually rehabbing properties, actually landlording properties successfully and then these weird people called wholesalers that I had no idea what they did. Yeah. Um, but I realized I needed to focus closer to home. I was, I, I, was, I said, there's gotta be a way. I just did something wrong. I need to figure this out. And so I, I started marketing and got another property on the contract that I thought I was gonna rehab, but I lucked out because somebody offered to buy the contract off of me. Yeah. To have me wholesale it yep. me, even though I didn't know what that word meant. Yep. And at that point, I, I walked away with a pretty large check. And I went, oh wow! The, if I could just do this again, and again. I mean, I, they paid me almost almost twenty three thousand dollars. So what? What year was that? Two thousand one.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay, got it. So because that times were a little different then, and it's so that's when things started yeah. to build up. I mean, two thousand one up until two thousand. Eight was uh, pretty pretty awesome. I mean, the values kept going up, so therefore the wholesale thing yeah. made sense because people you were buying a property, it was appreciating after you bought it, and then you were basically assigning it over to somebody else, and and then you're getting that that you're pulling the cash in between, which is you know it's it's a yeah. great way to make some money. It got me out of debt. There you go. It worked. It works. So now, what is your main? source of investing today are you still doing the wholesaling or are you doing something different what are you what are you training on
1: i'm still basically 80 85 percent wholesaler okay it fits my personality type gotcha. i love marketing to find deals i love negotiating the make deals i really love negotiating and then i don't particularly love um i don't i don't love managing tenants i don't particularly love rehabbing i do some yeah but i don't love it as much so Got it's it. just uh
0: Easier explain, for explain for for the audience. What does the wholesaling mean? How does that how does that work? Yeah. So,
1: uh, I, everyone knows what rehabbing is, right? You sure. go, You you find a property, negotiate, you put it in the contract, you fix it up, you rehab it, you resell it. Well, wholesaling, I go, I market for the property. I, I so I find it, I start negotiating it, I put it under contract. But now instead of me going to settlement and then doing the rehab myself and eventually reselling. I, before settlement, I sell it to someone who wants to do all of that. Right. And I assign my position in the contract. So I'm not actually selling a property. I'm selling my contract. Yes. My position in the contract. I sell that for a fee to somebody else who wants to take over. They're the ones that settle on it. Then they go and do the rehab or they go and do the, the landlording.
0: And that's that's a it's called assignment here too. Again, I think it's another term for it. They call it assignment in Pennsylvania. It's actually legal in Pennsylvania to do it. The wholesaling has become a whole new term that that people are using. The thing that I guess most people say then at that point is, well, what does the seller say? You're sitting there and grabbing money that they could have made if they would have sold it for more. I mean, do you have those that that kind of push back?
1: You know what the seller says to me every single time? Thank you, Tom. Thank you for solving my gotcha. problem. Thank you for making this easy. Thank you for getting me out of this issue. Because I'm marketing for people who have problems, gotcha. so maybe listing it isn't their best option. Maybe they don't want to list it. Maybe it's so messed up. You know, I'm buying a rundown, dilapidated house, uh, and it, it needs work. Yeah. Or there's there's an issue either with the property or with them. They are thankful for me. They yeah. know I've made money on the process. Sure. and they expect that, just like you expect. A, a licensed agent to make six percent. Why, why would you begrudge me for making any money? Absolutely, Particularly if I'm solving your problem.
0: No, it, it makes sense. And you know what's funny about that too? Somebody was going to flip it. You just—it's just not going to be you. You know what I mean? So, you, you, and the person nice. obviously that buys it from you during their wholesale actually feels that there's enough equity or enough uh, money still left in there that after you got your cut, they can actually fix it up and still sell it for more money and make some money or rent it out.
1: Yes, and that's because I work my numbers backwards. I figure out what they want to buy it for first. I know how rehabbers think. I know what they want to buy at. So if they were marketing for it directly, I know what number they would go for. So I know that if I want to wholesale to them, I got to sell it to them at their number which means I need yep. to negotiate better than that to create yeah. a spread for me. Yeah. I don't try to take, I don't try to take meat off of their side of the bone, right? Or, or I don't, I don't take food off of their side of the plate. Yep. I make sure they're getting exactly what they want. And then I work it with the sellers so that I'm getting it for less.
0: Yeah, no, it makes sense. And, and I'll tell you, it's a big thing out there. So that's what you're, so when you talk about your traction real estate mentor, what, what are you doing in that? What 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 happens w- with that program that you're running?
1: Yeah. So, program I use to teach investors of all levels. Some are beginners, some are intermediate, some are advanced who realize they've messed up their lifestyle somewhere along the way. They're not happy with their business. I help them retool it, but by focus. But all all three levels of people, beginner, intermediate, or advanced, I focus on on three things. We've got to focus on marketing. You got to learn how to find deals, find the right kind of motivated sellers who need to sell a property even more than they want to sell it. Because that actually sets us up for a better negotiation, which is part two, which is making it into a deal, taking a lukewarm lead and turning it into a red hot deal by pinpointing the problem, packaging up a solution that would fix their problem and then persuading them to say yes. Yeah. And then the third thing, you got to know how to get paid. You know, how do you put it under contract, navigate it through till settlement? and. Wholesale it during that process, if that's what you choose as an exit strategy. But I have students that do anything as an exit strategy. The exit strategy doesn't matter. I teach the inbound side of it. So if you want to wholesale or you want to buy and hold, or you want to rehab or you want to do commercial, it doesn't matter. Those are exit strategies. Yeah. You still need the market to find them, negotiate to make them, and understand how to navigate it through the settlement.
0: And you know what's funny about that? We always say that the money's made during the purchase, not during the sale and that is so true in investing. True. You know, it really is. It's it's very true. And like yeah. if you're buying if you buy it at the wrong price, it, you can you can do anything you want. You're not going to be able to make any money. You know, it's just it's the way it works. But so that's what you're doing. So the thing that I thought was really cool and then we talked about this a little bit before we went on 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 the recording here was that you you are actually marketing yourself to the, the intermediate investor and the expert invest, investor, because there's times where you get involved, yeah. just like you did. You bought a six unit, didn't work out so well. You thought you were an investor at that moment, Oops. but there's people that do it and then it, it goes bad. So you're there, you have a, a company and a, and a system that you use to get them to be profitable, to market them correctly and all those things. That's That's what I think is different about what you're offering.
1: Yeah, I find a lot of people feel trapped by the business they created. So great, they've done a few deals, or they do a bunch of deals, or they've been in business for a number of years, but they're not actually happy with their lifestyle. Yeah. Because they've, they've made a wrong turn somewhere, and instead of, instead of having their business create the freedom for them that they really want, they wind up in- encapsulated and trapped by their business. So yeah, they're off on their own, great, but they own their own jail cell, but yeah. it's still jail. Yeah. So I work with a lot of people to kind of retool their business to put themselves at the center, wrap the business around their personal goals rather than their personal goals around their business.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Let's talk about your podcast. You have a, a podcast called the art and science of real estate negotiation. So you're, you're big on negotiation. That's the big part of purchasing it right at the right price. Love it. Yeah. Love it. So what? some, tell me, tell that me some of your amazing. negotiation tips. Like,
1: sure. Um, here, I'll give you a few. I'll give you my top
0: three. Oh, here so, we go.
1: Um, All right, write this down, of, Hugo. If I, um, I already have it. Yeah, exactly. Here we, here we go. So, I'm good. Brad, say a number.
0: 100,000. Um, 100,000. 100, that's a lot. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
1: you're laughing. So how do you feel about your number right now? Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. Why not?
0: <laughs> because you made a face and an expression that makes me think I have the wrong number.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. But how could you possibly have the wrong number? I just said, say a number. I didn't say a price or, or a car or a house or a boat or anything. I just say a number and you feel uncomfortable about your own number. Yeah. So that technique, when I made that reaction, which mm-hmm. you can both see the reaction and you're able to hear it. So it doesn't matter if you, if we're on the video phone or regular phone or face to face, uh, that's called a flinch So mm-hmm. every time you hear a number Any number whatsoever, flinch Because you put the exact thoughts that you had Into someone else's head yeah. You start questioning their own
0: number Oh, I love that, that's good I like that one I'm going to have to start practicing <laughs> the flinch
1: Yeah, each and every time Second thing I would say to do is um, I call it bracketing So where do we tend to meet? Where, where's the most fa- fair place for you and me to meet? Uh, my office OK, fine. In the office. It's fair for me. Uh, well, that would be coming all the way to you. What's more fair?
0: Uh, at your house or at your property.
1: No, that's 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 too much on my side. What's the fairest spot? for Coffee you shop. And you to meet? OK, a coffee shop in the middle. Right? Yeah, yeah. People tend to meet in the middle. In the middle just feels fair to people. So what bracketing does is engineer the middle to be exactly where I need it to be. So mm. let, let's say uh, I don't know. Let's say I got to get a property for one hundred and fifty thousand. At one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I'll make money. Great. Mm-hmm. Well, if I ask them how much they want for the property, they say two hundred. I say, ooh, I flinch. Right, yep. two hundred. That's a lot. Right, but they're fifty thousand dollars above where I need them to be. So to create a bracket so that that's the middle, I've got to go fifty thousand dollars below.
0: Oh, interesting. Got it. So
1: uh, that way, we're going to meet in the middle. Most prices move towards the middle. It just seems fair and honest that way. So we, I want to engineer where it is. That's You're creating the
0: middle. You're creating the middle. You're creating the middle. Got it.
1: Where I need it to be. Yeah. But I'm going to go one step further by my technique number three. I, I would never offer a hundred thousand dollars on that property. I would though offer you one hundred and three thousand five hundred seventy nine. <laughs> a weird number. Because. It is a weird number. What do you think about that number?
0: One hundred and three thousand five hundred seventy-nine. But th-
1: that's more than what? Yeah, that's more. It's a, it's a little bit more. Yeah, it's a little bit more than the middle. But Not, now you got me intrigued. Now,
0: like, now you have Hugo involved.
1: <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm intrigued. Hugo's intrigued. You're intrigued by you think, wow, he really thought that through. Must yeah. be you know, this guy must know what he's doing. On it. because why? Because it was a specific, unique number that is intriguing. So mm. don't just make a flat offer. I wouldn't make a hundred thousand, but I say uh, 103,579. hundred three I'm still effectively 50 below, but now you're going, wow, this guy's really thinking through his, his stuff. He must really know something. Yeah. yeah. He's serious about this. So always use a, a specific number. Those three negotiation techniques I use, and uh, I've got 52 different techniques I use. That's awesome. But those three, I use in absolutely every single negotiation because they're powerful. And all your listeners can be using those right now
0: and, watch what happens. Yeah, no, I love it. That's good information, man. Really good. So before we wrap this thing up um, and and you have to let me know if there's anything you want to cover besides that. But before we wrap this up, I also want to talk. You have books out there, too. Tell us about the books that you have
1: I do. I have a book called uh, How to Correctly Flip Houses for a Profit. Okay. So this walks you through my entire model of what does it take that the, on the marketing end and, then the, uh, and the negotiation end and the, and the getting paid side, right? that contracts control and getting paid. Yeah. I bring you through the whole process. It's a very accessible read. I didn't write war and peace. It's designed so that you can kind of read it
0: quickly and understand what's happening. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's really good. Is there anything else you wanted to cover on the podcast here that you want to get out to to the public? I know you said Tom Zeeb. that's Z E E B dot com is the is the website to, to uh, send people to. What else do you want to say? Tom
1: uh, Tomzeeb.com dot com is for the entire uh, podcast, podcast that focuses specifically on negotiations. So if you enjoy those tips, I think you'll find a lot more that you enjoy. Uh, and you can go to mentors.com awesome. as well and find out more about the program. And there's a lot of training videos there as well about a lot of the different mindset things and techniques that real estate investors need to be
0: using. That is awesome, man. Talk about just a tease of information that you have available. I think people definitely need to go to TomZeeb.com, uh, listen to more, find out more, read his books. Uh, there's some good information, there. There was a lot lot there to, to to do in 20 minutes, so I appreciate it very much. Thanks a lot, Tom. My Thanks perfect. for coming on. All right. My pleasure. All right. There we go. Wow. Lots of information. That was a lot. I got a lot of tips out of that. A lot of stuff going on. You have to go to TomZeeb.com and check out his website. You can check out. He's got the uh, also the podcast, The Art and Science of Real Estate Negotiation. He's got Traction Real Estate Mentors, all kinds of really good information. If you're not getting the returns you want on your investments, you want to look him up because he's going to help you out. All right. That's about it. We'll see you next Thursday at 7 p.m.